Hello and welcome to your Liverpool Echo Blood Red podcast. Sponsored now, we've uh, we've completely sold out on the uh, the corporate corporate machine. We've got a deal with BF52, who are looking after our podcast. I think because Liverpool have been driving us to drink pretty much every week this season. Um, if you go to the website www.bf52.com, they'll have some offers for you there for especially for Echo listeners. If you put in the code at checkout Echo, you will get a bit of money off a, a case ten, of uh, craft beer. Off your first order, there I you believe. go, ten pound off. That's Andy Kelly there, who's obviously taking advantage of, of such an order. But that's it. Uh, that's bf52.com. So make sure you have a look there if you are indeed a craft beer lover. Um, we're all. Liverpool lovers sometimes, sometimes Liverpool haters. Uh, I'm joined today by Andy Kelly. Hi, Andy. Hi, Neil. I'm joined by Christian Walsh. Hello, Neil. And I'm joined by our full-time Liverpool correspondent, home and away, James Pierce. Hello, James. Hello, Neil. That's how you confuse me by not not introducing no, uh, I thought Pierce I'd, first. No, you save save the best to last <laughs> on the intros. Um, well, we're here to look ahead to to Watford. We're here to look back briefly. A little bit on uh, on Crystal Palace and everything that's happened in between those two things. Start with you, James. You've been up at Melwood this afternoon to hear from uh, Jurgen Klopp. Um, have we heard everything he had to say before? Is it, is it the same message that he said after previous defeats? Yeah, pretty much. Um, you know, he spoke about how he thinks he's had the perfect reaction from the players uh, this week on the training ground on the back of that really demoralising defeat to to Palace. Um, you know, obviously. Big boost to have Sturridge and Lalana back full training. Um, you know, I think Lalana is obviously this was this was the game Watford away that he's kind of pinpointed for quite a while in his comeback game, and he's bang on course for that. And when you think, you know, a lot was made of the the sloppy goals Liverpool gave away last weekend, but the other glaring thing was the the lack of spark and creativity in the final third. And there's no doubt that Lalana can help solve that you know he's, he's had a fine season so you know, having him back for that trip to Vicarage Road it will be, be absolutely huge I think Klopp took, spoke about the race for the top four as well and you know he, he said he feels as if the Manchester Derby stalemate changes nothing really in yeah. terms of in terms of Liverpool's situation you know it's not in their hands but you know I think when you look at the fixtures you know I think probably most people feel that you know if Liverpool did win their last four that, that would be good enough yeah, Andy. Um, we just had a little discussion about this before we started recording this, and then we realised we better save it for the, <laughs> for the podcast. Otherwise, it would be a bit of a waste. Uh, my personal opinion is, I think that's a really bad result for Liverpool. That Manchester derby last night. I think it's the. I personally think it's the worst outcome. Uh, even though both sides technically drop points, I think it keeps both of them right in the hunt with Liverpool. What about you? Yeah, the thing that worried me most was how it felt to me like Mourinho completely played for a draw and that makes me nervous yeah. um, because it felt like he did a job on City uh, as we've seen him do horrendously dull jobs before and it, and, and it worked Duller out than us. Um, well you know he, he was in that category I mean I thought it was I have to say I didn't see the first half which seemed to be a little bit better but the second half was absolutely awful and um, you know that, that did make me nervous the fact that Mourinho seemed to be content. Yeah. It, it was dull enough to drive Marouane Fellaini to violence. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, and is is you know why is he why is he ha- seemingly happy with a the point there? Is it because um, you know he feels that he's 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 got games that he can win coming up? But if you look at his he's got he's got one coming up this weekend against Swansea that certainly is winnable. But 
Uh, he's got tough games after that at Arsenal and uh, and Tottenham. So, um, is he banking on the fact that he thinks Liverpool will blink and drop points, and that he'll he'll get enough to get over the line? And uh, that does make me nervous. And um, obviously, the booth's still behind Liverpool. I expect them both to come out on Sunday. Uh, I think they're both Sunday games, aren't they? And, City play Middlesbrough, uh, yeah. Yeah, and and win, and Liverpool go into the Watford game in fifth. Uh, which Christian did a piece on this morning, and uh, that, that that would put the pressure on Liverpool, and they didn't handle it too well last weekend. Absolutely, Christian. What about you? Where do you stand on the uh, the uh, what the Manchester derby means for Liverpool? I don't think any result was a good result after the, the Palace defeat. I think they, they put themselves. Whereas if Liverpool, even even if they get a point against Palace, you sit put your feet up. Last night's aren't you? Nice little takeaway curry or something I like that. I think that result last night would have been perfect if we'd beaten yeah, Palace, exactly, wouldn't it? Exactly. Absolutely like, perfect. That is what you want. It's amazing how things could change in the course of 90 minutes. But the, what, there was no good results. Personally, I think the best result would have been City yeah. uh, to win. Number one to bloody United's nose. No one's talking about the fact that they haven't lost a game of football. Yeah. In, in I was going to say, well, is that maybe, does that maybe explain Mourinho's approach in terms of, is he thinking, well, I'm not banking on the top four. I'm banking on the Europa League. That you know, Mourinho's thinking he's going to win the Europa League, but he's thinking in the meantime, I wouldn't mind going. And you know, finishing the season thirty games unbeaten or twenty eight games unbeaten. Keep, keeping that mood in yeah, his camp yeah. together for the Europa League, possibly. But possibly. I also, I also think a City, a City win there. Sort of, and I know you can overstate it sometimes, but I think you, I think it would have seen Mourinho chuck the league a little bit. I yeah. really do. I think there would have become a point there where he looks at the league table and he goes, right, okay. We're, we're, we're far more likely to get Champions League by beating Celta Vigo over two ties and then the final I'm not going to risk any of my players against against Swansea I'm not going to risk any of my players against be interesting to see how that pans out really is, is, is the upshot James I mean we mentioned Fellaini there he got sent off he's going to serve a ban now I think the guy who came on for the last minute after Fellaini was sent off I think he got injured with the last kick Timothy Fosu Mensa um, they've got Zlatan out they've got Pogba out they've got Phil Jones out Mata. Smalling Juan Mata, Mata. They, they, we're talking about Liverpool's injuries they've got a fair fair chunk how many I mean, players have they got though I mean they've yeah, got a huge squad they are, they are, but, but then at the same point they've now they've also got they're the only team left now that's got a two-legged tie in, in you know to, to navigate as well as the league campaign are, are we maybe do we get wrapped up too much in Liverpool's injury problems without sort of noticing that other teams have the same issues I think the major difference is just the, the depth they yeah. have. Because you know, I thought it was an unfair fight. Mourinho said there's an unfair fight between <laughs> the Liverpool and Manchester. I mean, that, that's why he was talking absolute garbage. One that it was not like him. Classic you know, mind games from him talking about. You know, he was he, he couldn't couldn't wait to mention Liverpool, could he? In his his post match remarks, you know, he said that all the talk pre match had been the, about the gap between United and City, and he said, you know what, you know, we we, we were more talking about the gap to Liverpool and. And, and the fight there, I'm talking about them, they played 18 games more than Liverpool. I don't think I think I think they've actually played 11 or 12 more than Liverpool. Yeah. You know, it's they, they've had a very similar season to what Liverpool had last year. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's, he, he's still able to. You know, like last weekend at Burnley, you know, I think he made eight changes. But it's, they're all international, yeah. established players that he's bringing in. And it just it just kind of underlines the the gulf in resources in terms of the the depth of the playing squad between Liverpool and United mm. because. You know, if, if missing four players has absolutely killed Liverpool, you know, United what probably got eight, yeah, eight or nine, nine yeah. probably missing at the moment. Yeah, you know, they're they're still able to put out, you know, quality teams. I, I do think Fellaini's absence will hurt them, yeah. just because you know the way that, especially with a few of the the tricky games they've got coming up. You know, I think 
you know, he, he does a job for them, you know, with his aerial ability at both ends of the field and they'll they'll definitely miss him because he's you know, he's he's one of those dogs that Mourinho <laughs> that's turns to Funnily enough, that's exactly the word when I was sat there watching him trot off the pitch last night, I was thinking <laughs> Who's, Mar- who's Mourinho going to have when he wants to go and dog yeah. some games now? And he hasn't, has he? Has yeah. got another one like that? Well, Herrera's half a dog, isn't he, I think? <laughs> he's, he's a Jack Russell, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, are, we, are we discounting Arsenal? Are we, are we completely... Are we, are we kicking them out? Because they had a... They had a very fortuitous win late on against Leicester on, on Wednesday. It still and annoyed I, me. That, I, well, I, I, I was thinking... I, I, I've sort of taken my eye off Arsenal a little bit and thought, no, you know, with all the Wenger sort of talk, that they were sort of out of it, but... They're not that we'll, far behind. We'll know this weekend, won't we? Yeah. We'll know how they go into that um, North London derby. Yeah. But when I was, when I used to, when I started Ben, which was a long time ago, no, one of the few successes you used to have was North London derbies bound to be one all. They always seemed to end one all <laughs> back in the day, and it was one of my few successful strategies. And I'm hoping, well, not really hope, I hope Spurs win that game, but. Um, I've got relatively co- high confidence that Arsenal won't. And if they if they sort of use the momentum created by the semi-final win and go and beat Spurs, um, effectively ending the title race yeah. uh, for one, but also throwing themselves right back into the race for top four, then I think we have to sit up and take notice. But if they drop points at all, but, I think they're gone. But yeah. does it benefit Liverpool in the most ob- odd way? If Arsenal are still in it, when they have to play United, then they've they've Arsenal are a team to me that if they if they go this week weekend they're out of the top four then they they go big yeah, big yeah. big and they give up on the league and, not, so, and they look at the FA not Wenger against Mourinho though <laughs> he's really, he'll surely have them he's never beaten them has he has he never yeah. beaten them in a league game I don't think so or certainly not yeah not certainly not yeah, yeah I don't think he has I mean but that I, game's I, at the Emirates as well isn't it that just, game's at the Emirates so yeah. is it almost sort of it's 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 on for something to be riding on that game sort of helps Liverpool. Well, we're in this chaos theory almost where every result oh, has some sort of... Oh, my head hurts, to be honest, <laughs> thinking about Tot- Tottenham scored against Crystal Palace and, and after weeks of sort of wanting Tottenham to, to fail, you're thinking that's a good result for Liverpool because Tottenham are gone, Tottenham are second, that's, that's fine. And what it means is that they're still in the title race and therefore yeah. when it comes up against Arsenal this weekend, yeah. maybe they're going to be... You know, maybe United they're gonna as well. Exactly, so it's, it's what, another game that's going to have a big impact in a way is Everton versus Chelsea because yeah. if, if Everton beat Chelsea or Everton even managed to get a point off Chelsea and Tottenham are going to that North London derby yeah. imagine the atmosphere there Sunday 4 yeah. o'clock yeah. You know, the North London derby and they know a wink put them within touch and yeah. distance of Chelsea I'm, like I'm, it's, it's, one thing that's absolutely certain to me is if Liverpool got 12 points yeah, you be don't enough. need to worry about yeah. it, exactly, it yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I said on Monday or Tuesday when we did the podcast uh, early in the week, I, I think ten probably will just about be enough on the grounds, and I think the others will drop enough. That brings I'd us nicely round off for ten. No, yeah, well, let's bring us nicely round. We've we've talked quite at length there about Man United, we talked about Chelsea, we talked about Arsenal, we talked about Man City. What about Liverpool and Watford? Because we were there last. Us, me, yeah. me, you, and Christian were there last year. It was as bad as it gets at Vicarage Road. I can't see it being a pretty game whatsoever on Monday night. Watford don't seem to be involved in pretty games. I think they were involved. It was it was scientifically proven they were involved in the game with the least <laughs> amount of action this season against Crystal Palace. That's an hardy way to get down. Yeah, it? so I mean, I mean that, that's got to be the oil as well. Does it get any worse? The no, um, I mean, the only I think I think you're right. That was horrendous, wasn't it, last season? I mean, but thankfully there'd be no Adam yeah. Bogdan involved <laughs> yes. chopping him in this yeah, time. Quite. Skirtle had an absolute yeah, he, he nightmare, off, didn't, didn't he? he? And, and got absolutely terrorised. But and also Moreno no, started. 
Yeah. No, Saka, no. I think. I think it was the Lucas ended up playing Lucas centre. One centre of the first half, times he yeah. played centre half, wasn't it? And um, you know, they won't have Igalo to contend with now. He's what is he yeah. earning eight hundred thousand pound a week over in China yeah. these days? Um, I mean, I, you, you kind of fear a little bit on the basis. You know, it's a Monday night under lights, one of their last home games of the season. But put into context, they they managed to lose to ten man Hull last weekend. Yeah. Um, which you know, what, the, the ass was what, sent off inside half an hour or something. Yeah. It was, yeah. yeah. So. Like, and they've scored. got yeah, they've got forty points, haven't they? So they they the, uh, they they've got nothing. The only one, issue, one team should be bang up for it and motivated, and it's not Watford. The only issue with that is that if, if Watford would have played ten man hole and got a one nil a win or, or or something like that again, it comes back to I don't even know. Is it chaos theory, butterfly effect, that sort of idea? It is now. It is, yeah. <laughs> it's the Walsh theory. Um, you know, if they beat, if they go and beat Hull there, they I I agree. They they're just on 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 the beach in the flip flops, but. You had Troy Deeney going into the away end, sort of pacifying yeah. the crowd, and and and, yeah. and sort of yeah. they're gonna. This is their last chance to show do, them do that they know, care. Do you know what season. I also remember from that game last year? And I think we we all we were all there. I always remember the pictures on the wall of Elton John and, and Princess Diana, and it being it, yeah, it being he's yeah, Elton John's okay, isn't he? Um, but it, he, did have, he did have a funny turn this week. Oh. But he is all right. He was in nice. intensive care for a couple of days. Is that right? Yeah, nice nasty bacterial infection. Well, he's going to be really back good. on the road in early yeah. June. You could <laughs> incredible, move incredible the, move the yellow brick road. No, on. what I was no, going to say is, I remember the the chairman uh, or the owner, the manager, and the and the captain Troy Deeney all in the program notes made a big thing of how incredible it is to have Liverpool coming to Vicarage Road and, yeah. and sort of how you know they grew up with with their, you know Liverpool as, as being the dominant force. And they, I still th- I think Watford is one of them clubs that is. A Premier League club, but it's small enough in in its size and, and its Premier League history to still see Liverpool as a regardless of what's going on in the in the, the league. I still think they see Liverpool as a big big scalp to, to play against. Oh, I I'm not sure every club's like that, but I think Watford came across like that last year. They were made up. I remember Dini was on Talksport the day after crowing for for a good good hour. Ripping into scale, wasn't yeah. yeah, and they they will they I've absolutely no doubt they will be up for it. I would. And Christians, I agree with Christian that I would rather they had had a, a, w- a win last week, not a great win, but a win. Just uh, they'll be back. At, there'll have to be a reaction from them. I could almost imagine this might be their last performance of the year against <laughs> Liverpool. But full of confidence. But no, that's fine. They, they, what we've got to say is, yeah, go on. Let's have a an absolute hundred percent Watford performance. Well, let, we throw in a one hundred percent Liverpool performance. We still beat them. You know that 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 that's the annoying factor for me is the thought that Liverpool are, might go there hoping that Watford aren't up for it. Go there hoping you're going to get Watford at their best and say, but we're Liverpool and we're going to beat you. And I, my my worry is that the result last weekend for for Liverpool hits their confidence. Uh, there, there were just so many things wrong in that game, and but it came on the back of two really good performances. And somewhere in the back of my mind, there's a hope that actually. Liverpool feel the pressure less away from home at the moment, and will actually go in and uh, and 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 enjoy the sort of hostility they might face. That's interesting because have Liverpool have Liverpool beaten a team that have played well against them this season? As in, Liverpool have made a lot of teams look poor. And um, you know, I think think to Middlesbrough, for example, away in you know West Brom, Watford, Anfield. Yeah, yeah. You know, have have Liverpool gone? Real toe to toe with a team who could have beaten them and got a win. You know, have you have you seen that in terms of a? Well, 
Whew. I mean, you can go back to the opening day and Arsenal, they were but, but they weren't great. You know, but you know they still scored three. Um, Chelsea. Were, we beat Spurs when they were on a good run, but they didn't play well didn't on the night. Well. How how much was that down to? Yeah, I mean, it's always this difficult because you don't know, do you, in terms of what impact Liverpool's performance has on the opposite. And yeah, I mean, sometimes yeah. the better the opposition look, then the worse yeah. Liverpool are doing anyway. So it's it's hard to say because a good Liverpool performance can at times make the opposition look bad, can't it? So um, I think it's very difficult to say. But I would, I go, I go against what you said about Liverpool. I don't think Liverpool played well for a month. That this is the concerning thing for me. I, I, I think they're on that sort of little lull at the minute, and I know they've been getting the results, but they're on the same sort of lull that they were in around Christmas time, where they were getting results, but they weren't necessarily putting in the performances. And round the corner, we all know what happened there. January hits, and then it all the wheel came off. I don't think they were very good. In the, I think they were. I think they were all right in the derby, but I think Everton were absolutely atrocious. I think they dropped points at home to Bournemouth yeah. when they should have won, but you know they weren't exactly fantastic yeah. there. Stoke and West Brom were, were just wars, but I wouldn't say they were. Certainly, first half against Stoke, they were absolutely dire. Um, second half, they turned it round with Coutinho and Firmino. West Brom, I just thought it was a terrible game of football. One with set piece. Like it's just. You've been enjoying yourself recently. Yeah, I think a lot of that comes down to the absence of key personnel, doesn't yeah. it? Well, Lallana's the Lallana's a big yeah. one for me. Yeah. Mane, Mane as well. Of yeah. course. You know, they, when you think of that front four, that did, you know when Liverpool were at their fluent best, that's well, half Wofford of that. Well, Watford was the Wolf, Wofford yeah. was an example, wasn't you know, it? Half of that quartet missing. You know, you, obviously Henderson as well. His continued absence. So that's yeah, that's that's definitely hurt them. The concern is there's just a nasty little sort of shock around the corner. I mean, maybe Palace was the one shock, but it just feels like they are stumbling over the line here, and, and yeah. they need they need the they need the finish. I, I think they're the missing Manny's pace. Really do. Uh, I, I do think that's the X factor that yeah. they that they showed in January they couldn't do with those. And I, to a certain extent, I agree with you. I think they have just been getting by. My hope is that they can get by for another. Four, Four games. games uh, uh, well, no, three games. I don't. I don't count the last game. Interesting. Liverpool Football Club at home to Middlesbrough on the last day of the season. If they need three points to get Champions League, they're getting three points for the Champions League. Yeah. Forget that game. Yeah, Just yeah, forget it for this, now. This is going to come we'll, back and haunt us. No, this, this podcast. The, Steve Agnews. Let's no. let's record. Let's, 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 let's worry. About these, yeah. I would just see this as a trilogy. Yeah. Uh, this trilogy of of, of Watford, um, Southampton, West Ham, and there's okay. enough difficulty in those three. Uh, don't worry about the one that we shouldn't need to worry about. Fair enough. Speaking of uh, of worrying about, then you expect Dejan Lovren will be a little bit happier facing Watford than his uh, his bait noir. Crystal Palace. He, he seems to. Uh, I don't know what what happened. He seems to be shielding himself from um, ghosts. De- of I, think, I think it was Dejan Vu. Fantastic. There you go. <laughs> that's what we, that's what you pay for. I'm, that's, I'm, what you, that's where you get your BF52 sponsorship deals from. Things sorry, like this. I'm, I'm, I'm merely quoting my esteemed colleague Christian Walsh here, <laughs> oh, who got an go. awful lot of stick for producing that, uh, both online and in the office, I should say. Fair <laughs> yeah, I mean, De- Dejan Lovren. Um, terrible, terrible Sunday. Rewarded for that with a new contract, James. Uh, that's gone down well with uh, with Liverpool fans. But no, in, in all seriousness, it, it's been it's been on the cards for a while. Yeah, is yeah. It, I mean, had to be done. It's a business decision as much as a football one. Yeah, I think I think Klopp actually summed up really well. And his he was asked about it at the press conference today, and you know he he, he basically said, look, I, I know what football fans are like. After he'd scored that late winner against Dortmund last season, 
people would have said give him a 20 year contract <laughs> after but I'm not sure they were but yeah, I know where no, he's coming Dejan from Dejan was yeah um, and he said you know and after what, what happened against Palace last weekend people would be saying would we even be able to find another club who'd be, able to, who'd be willing to take him on um, but you know I, I, the timing isn't great on the back of you know a really really poor it was a, it was the Lovren we saw in his first season at Anfield last weekend wasn't he was, Yannick Balassi there either was it or just, just rash and sparking panic really poor decision making but you know I, I think Klopp's right I think you know if, if you were if, if Lovren was somewhere else and you were you were looking at options for the summer to you know you need three or four frontline centre-halves you know he would you know you, you, he would be in the mix and I think he's improved enough under Klopp to, to warrant that new deal you know I don't think it, it doesn't mean that he's going to be starting every game next season because I think it's been well documented that Klopp wants to, wants a, a real dominant centre half you know Van Dijk at Southampton is his top target and you know realistically if you were saying now if Liverpool managed to get that deal done I think it would be Van Dijk and Matip as the first choice from the start of next season but with Liverpool back in Europe they're going to need options and I think they're right to to get Lovren tied down because you know as Klopp said as well he's only 27 you know yeah, yeah he's not the finished article but you know, I, I can understand why they've done it because I, you know, I think he has improved a lot during his three years at the club. Yeah, said some nice things after after signing his deal as well. He said some of the club he loves and, and things like that. Um, yeah, yeah, it's the, the shake of the head says it all about that, doesn't it? But I, he he has a love hate relationship to almost doesn't he with the fans in terms of he is loved one week and hated <laughs> the next. And I think, I mean, are, are we a bit unfair sometimes on on players in terms of? You know, maybe fueling it a little bit as a media, we fuel the social reaction and pick out our scapegoats. We've done it with Moreno, for example. Chan's had it at times this season. Lovren seems to be the man at the moment. He's always the one who gets me into trouble on ratings, uh, <laughs> shall I say? Yes, both, we know. Both Lovren six is is sends out an alarm bell off in my, in my head. Both once when I give him six when people thought he should have been far higher, and once when I give him six and people thought he should have had about three. Um, on both occasions, I think I was about spot on. But um, <laughs> anyway, the, uh, no, but uh, I've, I had this debate uh, ad nauseum on social media with, with several people. But anyway, I, I thought Klopp's words today on the contract were astonishing. Um, he effectively, it was as close as he came, I, I think, and I'm trying to think back, James will correct me if he remembers, where he's ever come out and said, my player had an absolute stinker. Because that's what he said about. That's effectively what he said about yeah. Lovren on Sunday by saying, you know, if you looked at Sunday, you would you would been trying to find another club yeah. for him. Um, so he's effectively come out and said, my players are stinker. He's effectively. He, no, I think he was saying that that he knows what the perception of fans is. That was, he wasn't saying. He didn't do anything to to to, um, to yeah, suggest that it, might be wrong. Also, it, it wasn't. And Klopp had not made any reference to Lovren, particularly not, not name names that he had struggled. He would said he was yeah. disappointed, but he was basically saying that okay, Lovren, yeah, was one of them. And he, and then, and then he, he effectively said that he he's still a bad decision maker at times, uh, and that we can help him get better. And then I just thought, well, why are you throwing a hundred thousand pound a week at him? I mean, a hundred thousand pound a week for me is when you're already there. That helped me make some good decisions. Absolutely, and <laughs> I, I've generally been fairly happy with Lovren's form, especially when he's had Matip alongside him, and everyone knows, you know, that was the first time they'd lost on the weekend. Um, but what surprised me was that Lovren's got two years left on his contract. If Lovren had one year left, then I can understand the business decision and giving them a new contract because you're protecting your asset or whatever. 
I, for me, I'd been saying, uh, you're under contract for two years, go and do it next season. Um, whether he's alongside a new centre-half, whether he's with Matip, or whether he's in and out of the side, which I suspect he will be. Um, go and do it next season, and then we'll talk when you've got a year left, whether we want to give you a new one. I didn't, I didn't see any need. And of course, I, I, I'm unaware if we, I don't know if Piercy knows what Lovren has been on up to this point. But <laughs> Liverpool... Money-wise. Money-wise, sorry. Yeah. 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 <laughs> this isn't a sacco. He would have been, I'd say, between 60 and 60. 70. I would have thought he'd be 60 to 70, because they would have had to pay a fair bit to get yeah, him away from 20, Southampton. Yeah, a 20 million pound footballer, isn't he? Yeah, exactly. So you're looking at a pay rise of 33%-ish. And for me, I don't, I don't think he's... I don't think he's been worth it, and I'm not. I'm not just sort of jumping in with, with. I genuinely think there's no reason why he couldn't have had another year, or give him a slightly, uh, slightly better deal for for the year coming, and then reassess yeah. then. Because, is it is it not a case of okay, so he's in now with the team next year, and then it comes down to the decision day with a year left on his contract, and they go age a new deal, and he goes, well, I'm not signing. I'm being playing yeah. at all. Yeah, yeah. I haven't been playing at all, yeah. and all of a sudden you've got a 28 year old centre back. So, so you're, you're you're envisaging a situation there where we're going to pay someone 100,000 pound a week in the knowledge that he's not going to play, he's going to be uh, in and out of the side next so it's year. 100, so it's it's a 33, let's say, let's say it's 30, 30 pounds. That'd be terrible. 30,000 pounds increase a week over 50 weeks. That's a lot of money. A lot of money, but <laughs> it's not 1.5 million. 1.5 million extra. They will lose more than one point one point five million pounds if they were to let his contract run down for the last twelve months, and then next summer That's he goes, so. "I don't want to sign," and all of a sudden well, two years in. two years left of a deal is traditionally when yeah. contracts always did get renewed. It's only Liverpool for some reason in recent years have yeah, let it slip. Obviously with, with Chan, you know, it was well they, they they did kind of open talks last at the back end of last summer, but. It seems to have let it slip a little bit, but two yeah, two years is is normal really, because as Chris said, once he gets inside two years, the fear always is that the value of a player drops because he could turn around and go. I'm not against the two year. I, I can see the value in that, but I just think he's not done enough to warrant but, but that has sort any, of has a anyone hike anymore. Has any, you know, like well, we're entering this well, mad era of, of money, what, then, aren't we? If if I was Mane's agent, say whatever he signed on Liverpool, which will have been on quality money. I think Mane's agent probably could have gone in at the end of the season, so wouldn't uh, wouldn't mind a renegotiation renegotiation here because he's shown he can do it at this level. Now we don't know whether uh, whether that could happen in, in in the year ahead or whether you know he was significantly well well rewarded in signing that it, it's not necessary at this point. But I'm just not quite. I can see improvement in Lovren. I thought he played superb in the derby against Everton and. That's the sort of display that increases the frustration with him, isn't it? Because yeah. you're wondering why doesn't he do that every week? Yeah. Um, but I, I have to say, I'm a I'm a no in terms of 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 should he be on that sort of money. I just wish I just say I think we're in a situation now where fair choice centre backs will be on 100 grand a week, and and that's crazy to say. Yeah. But we were talking about Man United squad depth there. You look at their bench, I bet you that a fair few of them are on six figures a week. Oh, fair point. Well, fair just point. what they're paying Wayne Rooney to, to sit in the bench well, is incredible. Well, from, from fair choice centre-back to out of out of favour, out of the club centre-back, um, Mamadou Sacco, obviously, he's had a good good run since going in January. He had a, a, a bit of a hiccup um, this week. Bad injury, bad-looking injury. Not as serious as it was. Um, and that's something that will be celebrated 
at Anfield as much as a Crystal Palace. Yeah, he was l- he's lucky. I think you know when most people mm. saw it, you probably feared for him that he probably had done his ACL, yeah, ACL like and you know that was certainly the fear that Liverpool had. And and suddenly, you know, apart from being a crushing setback for the player himself, it would have had major implications for the club because you know as has been well documented, Liverpool looking to move him on. You know, hoping to bank thirty million pound for him this summer, and any hopes of of that happening would have been shelved if he was facing nine months of rehab. Um, but uh, yeah, thankfully those scan results have shown just bruised and and strained ligaments, no ACL damage. Um, he's going to stay at Palace uh, for his for his treatment. Um, you know, there is an outside chance he could possibly be fit for the last weekend of the season, which when they actually have they play Manchester United, so you know he could. There is still an outside still chance that Saka might have a little say in that race for the top four, um, but uh, but no, even if he even if he doesn't make it for that, you know the good news is that he he should certainly be fit for for pre-season, um, and it, you know it certainly won't put off the uh, you know the, the suitors that have already expressed an interest in him. Yeah, I'm sure he'll be getting his GoPro warmed up for, <laughs> for this pre-season as he as he did last. Um, in terms of in terms of the rest, of then um, could we go go with general. Should we talk about the title race? Um, Tottenham, Doily Doily uses the phrase they're going to remember the spares or spares there or that kind of thing. They're not doing it at the moment. Are they? Are they, is there still a title race for you? Is is there still one? But that that looks a big one on Sunday for me, Everton and Chelsea because I I can see I can see Chelsea coming across the it, there. The yeah. thing about it is it's the only difficult game Chelsea have got left uh, apart from I think they go to West Brom, which you could potentially see, but. We know West Brom aren't in the best of form, and then their other games. I think they're home to Middlesbrough and Sunderland. Do you know what I mean? That you might as well put the three points in the. Uh, yeah, true. In the, but do uh, they become harder if, if you're a point clear of Tottenham and Tottenham have played in early in the day and you're. We've you're seen it before, haven't they? Things, things. I mean, Manchester City struggled to that last famous last day was. QPR, QPR wasn't Liverpool, it? I mean, Liverpool got first goal, didn't they, when they yeah. got to the top of the league a couple of years back? It does happen, but I just with this Chelsea side, I just. I can't see it, and I think they'll relish the pressure. And they're not a team of, they're not a team of sort of yeah. who haven't been there. They're, they're just a team that took a year out. Didn't they? Um, <laughs> they, yeah. Yeah. they went around Thailand and <laughs> Australia. Exactly. Well, they just, they, yeah, they went just to sort, find themselves yeah, all yeah. over Facebook. It was, wasn't it? All that, all uh, I know there's a few, obviously a few of the team are different, but even like, you know, I know you're no fan, um, but uh, Kante Jonesy. Um, yeah. You know, he, he hasn't done it with Chelsea, but he's done it with Leicester. I think the most, there's, there's, she nearly did it with Liverpool. Absolutely. And there's a, there's the a miss, few. The missing new, link between title challenges. A couple of new faces, but I can't, I'd love there to be a title race. I'd love, I'd, I wouldn't love it because, you know, they're, they're not my team, but uh, in, in general terms, it'd be. I can say, would you rather Spurs win it than Chelsea? I think I would. Oh, totally. Yeah. Totally. No. I like. Look at. No, I no. You would rather talk, uh, you think, uh, point out Christian Walsh's face here as a picture. It's incredulous. <laughs> if you asked a hundred Liverpool fans whether they prefer Spurs or Chelsea I winning the title, as well. I think about over ninety of them would say Spurs. <laughs> wow. I think I don't know why Christian Walsh. <laughs> Go on, he's going to tell us. Gonna tell this us. is not. This is not like Tottenham are a, are a, are a you know inverted commas nicer club than Chelsea. Pochettino nicer than Conte. Team in general, you know what they're doing, what the building's really good. I'm thinking from a Liverpool perspective here. You don't you. You don't want Tottenham to be Premier League champions. You don't want them having that clout in the transfer market. You don't want them sort of adding an extra layer of, of um, you know, that aura about them where, you know, Tottenham, Tottenham, Tottenham then become part of the upper echelon. Power. 
How are you? They then become a proper team that Liverpool have really got to compete with at the minute. They're sort of neck and neck, not in the same because obviously Tottenham are doing really well. But Do you think if Tottenham win the league that they can go and take the sort of players Man United, Chelsea, Man City look no, at? No, but, I, but I, I, think, I think it moves them up over Liverpool. I, th- I, think it, I think it makes them a much more attractive proposition. I think it just makes them London club as well, of course. New stadium coming up. Obviously Liverpool re- renovated theirs as well. But I just feel like it's, it's adding an, an unnecessary... Uh, Competitor in, a, in an already competitive oh, market. You're very quiet here, James. Uh, do you know what? I don't actually really don't mind care, either do way. No, no, no. <laughs> do you know what? I, hates, hates Londoners. I, no, I mean, do you know, I probably would rather Tottenham won it just because I don't particularly like Chelsea. Yeah. But I don't think it would have major implications for Liverpool if Tottenham won it. I think yeah. I don't think they'd suddenly be a massive bigger pool than. Than Liverpool, I think to honest, they've been a rival for Liverpool. They've been up there for a number of years, yeah. haven't they? They're not. I, going, I, I, mean, I don't we, think they're going anywhere. We they're spoke not. about this, didn't we? I think we said m- most of the Tottenham team could easily have been Liverpool signings, couldn't it? I don't think Liverpool couldn't have got any of yeah. Tottenham's big signings. Obviously, Kane. Yeah. Well, you spoke to Ian Air about Deli yes. Ali this week, yeah. didn't you? Yes, I did. Well, I didn't. I didn't speak to him. He spoke at a lecture. I, I spoke to him separately, but he did. He did mention Deli Ali in the. In the um, there are a lot of parallels, yeah, aren't there, with Liverpool and Tottenham in yeah, terms yeah. of the kind of the way that they're going about things and yeah. I think Klopp actually name-checked them the other week in terms of I think it was actually when he was asked about the pulling power of Liverpool this summer and he said it's becoming it was from the talks we've had so far it's, it's easier than it was a year ago to convince players to, to think about coming to Liverpool and he kind of said Liverpool and Tottenham as the, kind of like the two projects that you know he, yeah. he spoke about that you know because they're not they're, they're not just checkbook clubs are they they're just gonna no. splash you know they're, they're looking for the next player, rather than you know the, the current, the current star. And you mentioned, um, as he said, Mr. Pochettino as one of his managers of the year yeah, uh, for producing another challenge. Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, I think if Tottenham, if Tottenham were to win the league, surely they'd be worried about keeping hold of Mr. Pochettino over the next next few years. Because you think if, if Barcelona are going to be looking for a manager, if, if Manchester United could be looking for a manager, and you know Arsenal <laughs> potentially, you know. I, I wouldn't. Um, I should see it. Yeah, you know, there's, there's a, he's, he's a man. He's a great manager, isn't he? He's got a great record. But yes, I mean, I appreciate Christian's point about Spurs there, but I'd still defer on this rare occasion to to Doyle. Spurs will remember their Spurs at some point, and 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 even if they won the title, I think they're still Spurs. And um, <laughs> I would just rather. I still. I, I can't bring myself to want that. That for all that, I think Conte has. Has lessened the impact of them being yeah. horrible. Ch- yeah, Chelsea. You, know, I mean, you don't want That's John little... Terry having that on his last his last out in a standing bridge, be... that, that league trophy above his head. Do you? You, want, you want him in? You want him sat in a centre circle, he'll thinking, he'll... "Oh my God, Spurs have got a winner there in the ninety fourth minute of the last day of the season." <laughs> I, I think they've won if, the league. You, you want even, that, if, don't you? even if he's not in the squad, I think we know what he'll be wearing. <laughs> I think we do. I think we certainly. I tell you what, if, if that title's sewn up on the last day, they're playing Sunderland. How much money you haven't gotten, Terry? Any time goal scorer? Well, yeah, he'll be oh, on every, so he'll be on every, every it will make, penalty free game. It'll make um, Germany, no, Ger- Ger- <laughs> Germany's farewell for Lucas Podolski <laughs> yes. uh, look, um, like look, look, final, yeah. look fairly subdued. Yeah. That was that was like a that was like a drama series where they were acting <laughs> and football, wasn't it? it was bizarre. Um, final final note. Then we'll just we'll just end. Um, Liverpool going to Watford on Monday. Do they get do they get the result? I think it's I think both sides desperate for the result and in those situations I tend to think it'll be a draw. James? Yeah, Liverpool win. Yeah. I think it'll be it'll be scrappy. I think it'll be similar to the Stoke 
West Brom games, but I think, yeah, one nil. Yeah, Christian. Nah, they don't win. They don't win. That's a lovely positive note to end end on. Um, thanks, yeah. thanks well, very much for listening. Uh, I think, I think the. Oh, they just about do it. It's, I think it's going to be a horrendous game of football. It could be a very similar to the West <laughs> West Brom game. I think they might get a one 0 at Liverpool down there. Lallana um, on his return. Yeah, Daniel Sturridge. Daniel Sturridge, and he runs past James Pearce with his, his ear cupped. Lallana's a big one, isn't he? Though? Yeah, um, that's a bit more positive, I suppose, to end on, isn't it? Uh, and don't forget, obviously, if you uh, if you want to get a little little uh, drink in for Monday night and get a few few of the lads round you can do it by going to Beer 52 I've definitely I've definitely earned myself a free crate with, with the plugging on this we've podcast seen, um, Echo end of end of year do soon so yeah. if they are listening we've seen nothing so far folks is yeah, all I'm saying yeah that's what i get up there use your code Echo all in capitals and you get a tenner off a case of eight uh, craft beers so thanks for listening and join us on Tuesday next week when we'll look back at Liverpool's 3-1 defeat at the Village Road <laughs> <laughs> see ya